Hello, 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 and welcome to episode four of Getting Rooted, the show that's all about the journey of being rooted, reclaiming one's own truth and embracing destiny. I am Janine Hansel from Pong, your host. I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor and a trauma specialist in the state of Maryland. I am the founder and clinical director of Rooted Holistic Therapeutic Services. The content of this podcast is not counseling advice, nor a substitute for individual therapy. The content is for information purposes only. The information provided is not intended to be used as a replacement for medical and mental health advice. Please seek and follow the advice of your licensed mental health and medical professional. In this episode, I have a guest, Teresa Wilson, who is a licensed clinical social worker and perinatal mental health specialist who owns a private practice here in the state of Maryland. She has a vast amount of experience in the field of maternal mental health. She will be joining us today as we talk about life after having a baby. Everyone tells you that once you become a mom, your life is going to change, but no one lets on how motherhood affects every facet of your existence, from your sex life to your kitchen counter, which is never clean anymore. Motherhood brings joy for sure, but at some point it has tested the limits of every new mom's sanity. Thankfully, we have the mom psychotherapist, Teresa Wilson, to help us know what to expect and how to navigate this change. So if you ever wonder if there's more you can do to support your mental health, keep listening. Well, Miss Wilson, how how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me here. I am so excited about this, this this conversation, which is much needed, that is personal and dear to Mm -hmm. my heart. Um, As some of you may know, some of you may not know, my new listeners, is that um, I am a new mom of a almost six-month-year-old, I guess that's what you call it, six-month-er, and it's been an interesting six months. I mean, leading up to <laughs> the point of birth was interesting, but the last six months have been quite a roller coaster. And so I just want to be able to have a conversation. Let's get to the root of things. Let's talk about this thing called motherhood. And um, let's be real. So I'm going to allow Miss Teresa to introduce herself, tell us all about her, her career, and um, more about her business. So I'm Teresa Wilson. For all the listeners, I'm a therapist in Maryland. Um, I have a set of twins. They are five, a boy and a girl. Um, and yeah, motherhood is motherhood is interesting. I never um, never thought I would work with moms. I will say that I thought that it would be something that's super boring. Like who the hell would want to work with moms? <laughs> And then I went through my own journey in becoming a mom, like trying to conceive and then dealing with postpartum anxiety. And then, you know, sprinkled in a little bit of the married single mom life and divorce and all the things. And so one day I was just like, you know what? Like I've been through so much as a mom. Why am I not working with moms? Like this would be so easy. <laughs> yeah. I um, What made me 
figure, what made me, I saw someone um, post something about, you know, a perinatal mental health cert certification. I was like, oh, what's that? And so I looked into it and I was like, oh, like I could definitely do this. Like this would be super easy. Like I've been through this, this and this. And when I started taking um, like the CEUs that we have to take every year, um, that's where I realized, I started taking some for maternal mental health and I realized then like, ooh, I think I have postpartum depression. I mean, postpartum anxiety. I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, if I would have known where I was living at at the time, there was only two, there were only two professionals who really could have, like who were specialized, who could help me. Okay. And one did strictly postpartum and one did um, like pregnancy and infant loss. And that was it. And that was just five years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I was the third person um, to come into the perinatal mental health sp uh, space. Okay. At that point, but yeah, so I'm here. I work with all the moms on all levels from um, trying to conceive to pregnancy to pregnancy loss to birth trauma to postpartum, all the things to be on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is definitely needed. I think, you know, going through my own journey made mm -hmm. me see like there is a lack of resources let's put it that way resources in in and around and and it, it makes it difficult i think being a therapist and getting pregnant and having a child i think i had a, up a leg up on a game because you know i understand mm -hmm. some of the symptomology some of the warning signs that things are going a little left um i definitely had i don't even know if this is a thing but i think i definitely had like um <laughs> <laughs> prenatal anxiety like I was mm -hmm. anxious mm -hmm. about my whole pregnancy um and you know saw my therapist and kind of worked through things but I I felt like a stranger inside my body like I felt so weird like why am I so anxious like I dealt with anxiety like I, I have generalized anxiety disorder mm -hmm. and so I know what anxiety is but it was I felt like 10 times worse it felt like overwhelming definitely had some like moments of breaking down and people looking at me like I'm crazy and I'm like I don't know what's wrong with me um, <laughs> and, you know everybody wanted to say it's hormones it's like is it really hormones or mm -hmm. is it really something else going on um definitely was going on going through a lot of environmental things during that time mm -hmm. uh, with faith, like parent you know my parents getting older and sickness and stuff like that. But I think there was Jeff definitely something going on with me that I was like, who is, who am I and what's going on with my body? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, and if I, I think a lot of people deal with that and don't recognize that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. I remember like having, I had to do bed rest for five weeks when I was pregnant and I called it bed rest depression because I didn't know what else to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I guess I had reason, you know, to experience this level of depression that I felt, but I, I thought that something was wrong with me. Like you're on bed rest, like you don't have to work. You can just watch TV and like, what are you, what are you sad about? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the loneliness in that, even though I was married and at the, at the time, I like, felt like I had a supportive partner. 
um, it was still lonely as hell to deal with that because I don't know anybody else who's been through this stuff. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm always like the first person to go through things. Um, and so I always have to find the support and not already have the support. And so part of what I do, like I never want my clients to feel like they're alone because there's so many times in motherhood I felt alone because no one talked about this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no mm-hmm. one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, sisters who have kids, they didn't talk about any of this stuff. My mom had five kids, didn't talk about any of this stuff. No one. Mm-hmm. And it's so true because I, you know, I asked my mom, like, did you go through this? She was like, no. And I'm like, you don't remember? Because I know I am old, but. Uh-huh. Or if you, don't, you didn't go through it. She's like, I really don't remember. And I don't know if it's just kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, it's not talked about. Like my grandmother was older. She was in her 40s when she had my mom. And so mm-hmm. that generation didn't talk about anything. And my mom had, she had me fairly in her 20s. So she was in a different age group than mm-hmm. her mom was when she had me. And then I'm in my late 30s. Um, and so it was so I'm like is it the time of life that you're having this year that you're having these experiences Mm. um that really makes a difference um I don't know (laughs) I I mean there's a lot of risk factors I mean you talked about anxiety and at the time I didn't I didn't know if I really had anxiety or not I just felt like I was an anxious person and later diagnosed but having any sort of mental health diagnosis off the break, like that puts you at risk for anything postpartum related. And then you think Mm -hmm. about like, if you have trouble conceiving, um, if you feel like you have a truly supportive person, if you even want the pregnancy or if you're happy about it, there's so many different risk factors that play a part down the line that no one talks about either. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head because I think I felt me personally felt bad about being anxious about having a child like mm-hmm. I think it was like it's happiest time of your life it's yeah so it's gonna have... and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you're glowing what's wrong and mm-hmm. I'm like I don't know and I felt bad for even saying I don't know if I'm ready for this and I'm like because I'm mm-hmm. the one I told you to do this. Yeah, so it's like, but why do I feel this way? Like, am I going to be a good mom? Like, am I going to be able to afford my child? Oh my God, what's going on in the news? Like, there was so much happening. I'm like, I can't bring my child into this world like like this. And, you know, and I think there were so many factors. And I remember one time shopping at Sam's Club and my mom... I, it was a lot of people, and I go to Sam's Club all the time, but it was just one. I'm like, I've has had a panic attack. I said, oh, Is this what my clients be talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I'm falling apart here. What is happening? This oh human goodness. is taking, is really changing my life uh-huh. even before he comes into the world. And I'm like, oh, Why is Again, looking at them about? sideways, like, you done, did a number to me already. Already. <laughs> I think that can build up resentment too. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And I, 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 I was over here diagnosing myself. I said, <laughs> I have like sensory issues. Like I just don't want this inside of me anymore. Like it was really, <laughs> it was really real. It was like hard. And I'm like, I can't tell people this. Like if I tell people this, yeah. this I think I'm selfish, inconsiderate, especially some mm-hmm. of my friends that were not mm-hmm. able to conceive and they were mm-hmm. trying to conceive and they're trying to be happy for me. And I'm like, they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, okay. Like, am I supposed to say, okay, I'm not really okay. Yeah. Like, you know, And see, I had the opposite because I did IVF, like, but you 
you did this on purpose. I didn't have people who couldn't conceive. It was, you did this on purpose. And you put two embryos in. Like, you did this. What the hell are you complaining about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who right. are you? Yeah, why are you complaining? This mm-hmm. is a blessing. Didn't you want this? And I'm like, yes. And I can still be, like, oh, miserable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me and be even, miserable. Even now to this day, like, anytime I say this, especially around my mom and my sister, one of my sisters, I always say, like, you know, if I if I knew what I know now, I would only have, I would only have, if I only had one kid, I would only have one kid. And if I knew what I knew, if what I, oh my goodness, if I knew what I know now, I'd just be the rich auntie. <laughs> That's yeah. it. <laughs> and it's interesting because I, when I was younger, I was like, oh yeah, I'll have two kids because I don't want, because I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. So I know what it is to be an only child. And I was like, I would never want to do that to my children because mm-hmm. it's hard to be an only child to have to take care of your two parents. Not that you don't want to, it's just, it's all in you. Everything falls mm-hmm. on you. Mm-hmm. But then when I got pregnant, I was like, oh, I can't do this again. Uh-uh. No way, Jose. <laughs> I am old. And so this is it. <laughs> this baby better be everything. Y'all can spoil him rotten because ain't no more coming. Yes. Like yeah, <laughs> just that way. Mm-hmm. And even now, I'm like, I can't. And I see people having five children, six. I'm like, how? How? Because <laughs> I I got two. <laughs> and listen, <laughs> I have clients who um only want one, and they feel so guilty about only wanting the one. But then they put it into perspective, like. Well, if I only have this one, like I could put them through college, I can get them a car, like we can go on vacations all the time, we can Mm track, we can do all the things if I only have one. If I had another one, that's going to be a little bit more tight. I'm like, I never Mm -hmm. thought about it like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been my, I'm like, we're going to be traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be seeing the world. He's going to be well-rounded, living in countries, other countries. Like, that's just what Mm -hmm. I want. But if I feel like, and I feel like I will be... I would be, uh, what's the word? It's a disadvantage. Like if I had more than, especially things are expensive. So I'm like, I it's feel quality, your quality of life. Yeah, the quality of like life. The quality of life would be better with just one. But then I'm like, he would definitely need some play cousins or something. Because oh, you, know, you don't have any siblings. Yeah, I don't have any siblings. <laughs> so it's just this whole receipt. Like, oh my goodness. And then it makes me feel guilty about mm-hmm. just thinking about one and one because my dad is one of 13. My mom is an only child. She has a, a, a half sibling um, that she didn't grow up with. So mm-hmm. my mom wanted more. My dad was like, he didn't want none because he's like, children bring poverty. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I'm lucky to be here. Thank you guys. Thank you. I'm lucky to be here because my dad didn't want anybody. He didn't want none. Now he regrets oh it as he's older that he said he should have oh, had another oh. child. So then I'm thinking like, oh, but I regret it. Like, who's going to take care of me? Yeah. <laughs> so it's all these oh, things. That's a whole other layer. Girl. Mm, so that's, 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 you know, I'm only six months in. <laughs> so Already like All the should, I have, should I adopt one so that I don't have to go through the whole pregnancy thing again? There's a lot of Child. questions. <laughs> that is a second option though for um some of my clients. They say I won't have another one, but I will adopt. And that's come up a lot lately. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. 
That's cool, Adopt though. or even foster. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have mm-hmm. enough years of experience <laughs> working in the field, um, but that could be an option. I definitely, you know, I don't know how that would hold up with me wanting to travel the world, but we'll figure it out. Like yeah, we'll figure yeah. it out. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I, I, I don't want a huge family, but I want a decent sized family because I am an only child and I want to be able to provide. Oh, so you want more kids? Is basically what you're saying? Okay. No, I want <laughs> around me, not more kids. Because oh. <laughs> I'll take all the pre-made kids. Like in dating, you got to come with your own kids because I ain't having no more. Yes, that, and that was another. No there's so many layers to this nigga's motherhood. It doesn't stop at when you push the baby out. It doesn't stop when the baby turns 18. It continues. The word oh. uncertainty, the concerns. So it's like really your life changes. How you see mm-hmm. life, how you process your next step, mm-hmm. your next move mm-hmm. really brings this change. So you're in this nine months, 10 months of like anxiety, uncertainty. Oh my God, am I going to be a good mm-hmm. mom? Is my child going to have, you know, a sickness, something that I have to deal mm-hmm. with, you know, because I, you know, I'm of advanced maternal age, um, as they kept reminding me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's geriatric. Yes, geriatric. You're geriatric at like what, 35, 34? Yeah, but I'm I'm old. So, you know, <laughs> I, I just I was I mean, God God was good to me because I, honestly I was able to conceive pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. once I started trying. It was in within three months I was able to conceive so that was good that means the mm-hmm. eggs are well that mm-hmm. they're healthy <laughs> they did what they mm-hmm. needed to do mm-hmm. why would I want to chance that right so there's so that girl another layer you know there's so many layers to being a mom so many layers so many layers I'm and this is just like the bottom like or is it the top <laughs> good question I don't know <laughs> Like, like it's, these I are like to, the bottom layers, and we're just layering all this. Yeah, and to just try to process this stuff, and like not people looking at you like you're crazy. Like, why are you thinking that way? Because this is reality. Yeah. This is all the anxious yeah. thoughts that I have in my little brain. <laughs> but I even touched on like all the intrusive ones that you have that you feel like you're crazy for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So <laughs> you know, it changes your mental health. It changes mm-hmm. your lifestyle. You know, you have another little human to think about, to care about, to worry about, to clothe, <laughs> to figure and make out. Make sure a- you don't traumatize in the process. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about that. I'm in the process of trying to sleep train, and I am all you know. I'm an, I'm a trauma therapist, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I'm an attachment mm-hmm. therapist. So I talk about attachment, and I'm over here like in sessions. Sometimes I'm having the intrusive thoughts, like. Oh my goodness! I wonder what happened. Like I'm trying to figure out what happened to got get them to have that attachment style, like to avoid it, mm-hmm. to dismiss it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I gotta make sure I'm not dismissive. I gotta make sure that I'm not seen that way. That I'm not perceived. It's hard work out here, people. It, but you know, like the kids are gonna perceive, you know, their life however they perceive it, however they experience it, and we never know when that moment of trauma comes, mm-hmm. right, for them. And, and so that's anxiety. my mom looked at me like I was crazy. And then all of a sudden, like, they traumatized the rest of their life. And they yeah. therapy for it. I'm like, what? Imagine that. So I'm like, I, I can't have my kids in therapy because of me. Now, because of other reasons? Okay. But I don't want to be Because you know all the clients that come in, you're like, oh, this is mother-related, isn't it? 
this is an attachment issue with your mother. Like, so I'm but, trying not to do that. <laughs> but you know what? I think that just us being us and like being a therapist is hazardous to your personal life anyway. I think that I would be willing, my, if my kids came to me and said, hey, like this really traumatized me, I, I'm willing to have a discussion and go to therapy with you about mm-hmm, it to work mm-hmm. on it. I didn't know, sis. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd be that I mom because I'm sorry. I mean to. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that, I was trying to avoid that. I'm so sorry that mm-hmm. it occurred. Like, yeah, I think definitely, you know, that's the environment that I want to nurture. And I mean, mm-hmm. nurture anywhere within the relationship with my son because I want him to be able to talk to me about things mm-hmm. and say, you know, that really hurt my feelings. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, that he can't feel mm-hmm. comfortable having because, you know, we didn't always have that growing up. Right. It's a different generation, you know, mm-hmm. our, my generation, we'd speak our mind, but it wasn't always accepted. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. the next generation, they really speak their mind and they don't care. Yeah. They don't <laughs> or not. Um, so, um, yeah, so I think definitely, you know, you do better because you know better. Um, mm-hmm. It still just doesn't always trans. It doesn't transcribe mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the anxiety that you like. Uh, like I said, I'm doing sleep training right now, and I'm like, "All right, lay in your crib." And I'm doing the padding, and then I'm walking away, and then he's crying loudly, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "All right, sick it out." Like this is my this is my own exposure therapy to the crying to be able to not run in. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, when does this end? It doesn't end, Janine. I keep telling him it doesn't end. This is the process. Mm-hmm. He's gonna cry. And then I, I only, I've only been able to make it up to an hour. So guys, I'm pray for me because I'm, oh, I'm struggling. Yeah, and then he ends up back in my bed, bed, and he sleeps like an angel, and I'm sleeping mm-hmm. horribly. Mm-hmm. So it's a sacrifice. I'm making. Goodness, how goes? Yeah, yeah. I can't so, tell you what kind of sleep training I did because I did a very janky like mixture of all different kinds of stuff that worked eventually. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard that. So I'm gonna try again starting tonight. <laughs> Because I don't have to get up early tomorrow mm-hmm. and try to do a continue to join throughout the weekend. And um, we're going to see if um, Mr. Royal can sleep in his very expensive crib and mattress. He has like, um, what's his Sealy mattress? He has oh. the, like the top of the Excuse line. Mattress. He's a prince. So, in a gold um. <laughs> crib. He needs to sleep in. <laughs> In the prince crib, like I, my bed is not for him anymore. Yeah, does he for nap time? Does he sleep for nap time? Does he sleep in his crib for nap time? <sighs> when for me, he does. <clears throat> my oh, 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 <laughs> grandma. <laughs> yeah, she's doing what my grandmama did. Mm-hmm. Have you seen with you? Yes, that's what she's doing with the little guy. So <sighs> it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So these are the anxious stuff, right? This is the lifestyle now that you're worrying about, you know, how many bottles they have. Are they drinking enough formula? If they, you know, my the first, I would say for me, after having my my birth was a little traumatic, <laughs> very traumatic, not a little bit, a little, it was very traumatic, um, and I got home. Well, before that, we found out that he has a lip tie and a tongue tie. Oh. So he wasn't able one to breastfeed. He wasn't uh-huh. latching. Um, or when he latched, it was very painful because he's mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to move his mouth and everything is tight. Mm-hmm. 
And so it was like a month with dealing with that. Then I, you know, wasn't producing enough milk because of the stress and worrying about his former head belly issue. It was a lot that Aww. first month. And I was like, I was suffering from, you know, postpartum depression. And I went to the, the hospital that I delivered in, which I don't think the other hospital that I was supposed to deliver in does this, but they had like a two week follow up. Cause usually it's just six oh. weeks. They did a two week postpartum um, depression check it was virtual mm-hmm. but they checked and they asked me a whole lot of questions which I was grateful for because I was having like um, postpartum rage <laughs> it was bad like I would just be angry not knowing why mm-hmm. I'm angry. well I was sleep deprived so part of that was part mm-hmm. of that so recognizing like okay my sleep pattern was going to change anyway I knew that like I knew that Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that. My body mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So they did that two-week check-in. And I was, and the doctor was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm not okay. And before that, I was wise. Again, being a therapist helped me. I was wise because I had stopped taking anxiety medication during my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Because I just wanted, because I really wanted to breastfeed. And I just wanted to limit any chances of any. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to tough this out. I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to take some supplements. I'm going to just do things that are going to help me do some things. And I made it, I made it. But I knew like last month I was like, Ooh, this anxiety is hitting hard. So I asked them to put me on, put me on um, Zoloft. So I was on Mm -hmm. Zoloft and I was feeling okay. I was like, all right, I'm going to make it. And then the traumatic birth happened and then him not latching. And I was like, can I get some more? <laughs> Can I get an increase? Because I need an increase, right? Um, and I didn't feel ashamed. I didn't feel ashamed, mm-hmm. but I, but I knew I felt crazy. Like I felt literally not crazy, like I was going to do something. But I didn't feel like myself. I felt mm-hmm. like I was operating, but somebody else was operating my body. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Um. And so I think I know we had talked on one of my other shows before about like checking in with moms, like you know everything mm-hmm. is about the baby. Oh, cool, cool, ga, 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 ga. Yeah. <laughs> they were so cute. Oh yeah, and then the mom gets forgotten. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, honestly, I can't say that I was forgotten, but I didn't know what to tell people. Yeah. Right. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel mm-hmm. like pity pity i didn't want people to feel bad about me and then they asked you that question is there anything i can do i don't know yeah just let me not feel the way i feel like come get this baby that's what i really want to tell you come get this baby (laughs) i don't know and i and i and you know i have quite a few people that i know that's pregnant this year and one thing I want to kind of like reiterate to them is it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm be honest, all the people that I know that are pregnant this year, they're all therapists. Oh, so interesting. <laughs> <Ain't> it interesting? <laughs> it's interesting because just my kids are five. So just a little over five years, just five years ago, I don't remember having them do that Edinburgh um, postpartum scale. I don't remember if I had a two-week checkup or not. I can't remember that. But it's just interesting. I 
would have never asked for medication. I didn't take medication until they were like four and a half because mm-hmm. I'm a therapist. Like I'm going to take medication and I'm seeing people and I'm, I'm helping people. What are they going to think? As if I have to tell them. <laughs> right. How would they know? Yeah. But I had terrible intrusive thoughts that I never disclosed because I was like, they're going to take my kids away from me if I tell them this, not knowing that these, these scary thoughts that I was having are they're normal. No one told me that shit. So I'm over here thinking all these different kinds of things. Like I can't, you can't tell me, I don't want to do any of these things. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of these things to happen. But if I tell them, they're going to think that I'm psychotic, knowing that mm-hmm. I'm not psychotic, but they're going to put me, like they're going to try to admit me for inpatient care. So mm-hmm. I didn't say anything, nothing. And I don't remember anyone asking, like, well, do you feel depressed? Do you feel anxious? Like, I wouldn't have even known to say yes or no. I mean, to say mm-hmm. yes to either one. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was anxiety that I was experiencing. I just thought, like, I just thought I was crazy. And I wasn't about to let them know that my ass was you <laughs> can imagine how many people do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, 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 it does feel so weird. And I think... I try to explain it to the people that lives with me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, feel, I don't feel right. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And and then I felt bad because I felt I didn't feel right. And I'm trying to take care of this human and mm-hmm. I'm trying to be super mom and take care of this human. But then I'm asking for help and not getting help. It just was like, a, like I just felt alone with a lot of people around me. Mm-hmm. Like you chose this to be, you chose this Teresa. So suck it up. Yeah, like telling yourself these things. Yeah, you say suck it up, Buttercup. This is what you got to mm-hmm. do, and then just being angry because, but why do I have to feel this way? Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I knew that there was going to be like this whole rush of emo- uh, hormones. Like, like I knew up here. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like down here? I had no idea, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's scary to kind of think about like all the people that have dealt with this or are dealing with this and don't don't get the help that they need and they walk around making especially during that attachment with their children why the children are mm-hmm. struggling because the mom is struggling they mm-hmm. feeding off that oh that was my biggest fear, right? They said, oh, calm down when I was pregnant. Oh, calm down. Don't be anxious because the baby's going to be anxious. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You, can, you wouldn't believe how many clients tell me that. And I know infant mental health is a thing. But to make somebody feel bad for, like, they're in tears because they're anxious and they're messing up their baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, like, from month five on that's all that i could think of because that's when i had like this moment where i just started crying un- uncontrollably and i mm-hmm. it was so much happening and i was like my mom's like are you okay <laughs> no i'm not okay and i'm like please don't don't please don't admit me and that is like i'm like i feel like my clients that i've worked with in the past that mm-hmm. are at that place where they feel hopeless but they're feeling out of control and i said wow this is what pregnancy does to you mm-hmm. i got 18 more years of this mm-hmm. oh, god help me jesus so 17 more summers <laughs> 17. i remember having my kids thinking like oh my gosh i only have 18 summers with them and then they really 15 because after that they be they ready to do whatever they're doing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and you know and so i had and then i like you know being 
then it was a process I had to be thankful. Like I thank my mom mm -hmm. for bringing me into this world, all she went through. I'm so sorry, mom, for being so difficult and being so child. Like it was, it was a lot. I was having some, some moments, and so I think. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Now, so I, you know, thinking about all of that and. So you have the impact of your mental health and then your life is changing at the same time. So nothing is really stable. Right. You're not stable. Right. Your environment is not stable. Uh-huh. This human that you're bringing into the world is not going to be stable either because Definitely not. constantly changing. What do you do, Teresa? What do you tell your clients? Because I to wish somebody end, would tell to what me. End? To what end are you talking about? Because <laughs> I know for me, like, every like every for, like every mom like your entire life changes and I think a big piece of that is whether your other half is fully present I think that is the biggest piece that I come across that makes or breaks the I don't want to say motherhood situation vibe but it can make or break, like how you feel as a mom, um, it changes your relationship. And I don't, I always say like, I should be working with the dads and not the moms. Cause I'm just really curious how they change. Cause I know they can also go through postpartum depression um, and not talk about it, but there's so many, there's so many different layers to me. <laughs> we could do a whole, season, a whole series on it because it is like, I didn't even, until you go through it, you don't know. Mm -hmm. And all mm -hmm. the people that said, wait till you have your own child, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen here. <laughs> so, yeah. So I talk a lot about being a married single mom. And I hear people say, like, you know, um, well, you should have known this before you married this person. You should have vetted them when you were dating. Um, they should have showed you signs. And the truth is, like, after you don't, everything's cool before you have a kid. Once you have mm -hmm. that kid and that's a whole nother stress to your life and you change like so much, it's a traumatic experience for a mom, you change so much, like everything is different. Even that person is different because they mm -hmm. notice they, they're taking back seat to this kid who mm -hmm. needs their mom like all the time. But then like, we can, we like to control everything like this is our baby but this is really my baby like I carried this baby mm -hmm. I went through all this shit so this is my baby <laughs> absolutely and we struggle to sometimes let them in fully um and so they end up taking a back seat and then it creates this dynamic where you end up feeling like you're doing all of it and they're just taking a back seat because they don't know where they stand what to do how to help and they're also not taking the initiative to do those things either. Or when you're trying to give them advice about the things, it's like they don't they don't want any help. But mm -hmm. let's just let's just use what what works. That's that's all. Mm -hmm. Like this is work. You're preaching a whole sermon. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is true. I think recognizing the impacts on relationships is a big part that no one talks about. You mm -hmm. know because is for however long you guys were together before having a child, let's talk about just one child, mm -hmm. having a child, it's just you and them. Mm -hmm. And you don't see those signs because it's, there's nothing 
There's nothing that can happen in your life that's going to equate to having a child. Right. right. Even a sick parent does not equate yep. to having a child because you're talking about 10 months plus another 18 years. So that's a whole lot of time commitment to something that you don't know how to control. Like you can't tr- control a baby. The baby's going to do what it, the, the baby's going to come with its own issue. Yeah. The baby's gonna and come they're with not its independent. They're not. They depend on you. And if you don't have the tolerance for it, mm-hmm. like you can be a perfect husband but not a great father or not a great spouse Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. And, and that's the thing that people like, Oh, you can't judge. I mean, it's unfortunate. You can't judge that person on something they, they don't have experience in. Right. Right. Like you can judge them on how they are a partner with you, but being Mm -hmm. a co-parent or being a, a a, a assistance in parenting a child Mm -hmm. or raising a child is a whole, and they even could talk a good game. Right, but when it I comes- mean, you see it all—you see it all the time. Like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna be there, especially when there's two people who aren't married. Like, oh, I'm gonna be there. I, I'm having a sign, blah 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 blah. And then the baby comes, and then nowhere to be found. And here we have a single mom who did not intend to be a single mom, but she Absolutely. couldn't have known that because he said that. He's going to do all the things. He's going to do all the things, all the promises, Mm -hmm. got all the tax with the promises in it. It didn't matter because they didn't understand. I think a big piece is understanding the wife or the the Mm -hmm. late woman in the situation that she is no longer the same. Like she's not going to be the same because she's no longer just your wife or your Mm -hmm. girlfriend or Mm -hmm. whatever. She's a mom now that has a whole human that they got to keep alive. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember hearing often, like, you're not the same person that I met. And I was like, I was 23. Like, I'm 30 now. Like, completely different. You're supposed to grow up. I would hope I'm not still a 23-year-old at 30. (laughs) Exactly. Like, why would I? That that sounds like I would be, my growth would be stunted. And you want a stunted growth Mm -hmm. individual, you go ahead and be that. But not me. Life brings changes. Mm -hmm. I mean, even not having a child, life brings changes. Mm -hmm. Like having a career or being a business owner or changing jobs or sickness. Like all those things change you. You getting Mm -hmm. older change you. Your decision, your way of thinking changes. So why would not why would having a child not change you mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a falsehood that a lot of men don't understand and they don't want to learn mm-hmm. <laughs> you try to say well I, yeah i'm not the same i how i see things are differently how mm-hmm. i perceive things, my emotions are not the same mm-hmm. my body is not the same mm-hmm. my hormones are not the same um you know, all these things, excuse me, are not the same, but can you accept me? Right. But them not being, if Did you just love that person or do you love all of me? And that's where mm-hmm. a lot of moms, you know, in relationships where things start to break down. You know, yeah, you have the part where the person is in the background, which is, it shouldn't mm-hmm. happen. It happens. But then that's when you, you, <laughs> you come up to the batter, to the plate and you say, yeah. okay, when am I going to strike next? But it's so many, like, there's layers on top of that. So the bottom layer is, okay, he's taking the back seat. And now I'm looking at him sideways because he's not helping me. He's letting me struggle. But he wants to have sex with me. Like, I can't have sex with him if he's not even helping. Like, 
I can't even respect him. I don't even find him attractive because he's sitting here letting me struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's just layers on top of one another. And I don't think that the dads fully realize that at all. They think that we're married. We're just supposed to have sex. And like, she's lost a whole lot of respect for you because you're sitting here letting her struggle. Exactly. <laughs> Watching exactly. it. And I think that's where the com- <laughs> the communication breaks down. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think you said in one in one of your posts on, on TikTok, like, who wants to have sex with their child, <laughs> right? Unless they're, unless they're, you know, we, that's a whole right, other podcast. Right. But like, if I gotta tell you what to do and how to do it, like that's not attractive. Being initiative, really challenging my mind on mm-hmm. how to do things and saying things, coming up with suggestions that are useful and helpful. Ooh, you just may get something, but. Just being useless, <laughs> I don't know where that would work anywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, does. I'm trying, I can't remember. World Shaker, that's I did a, a, a stitch with him on um on TikTok. He was talking mm-hmm. about all the things he's about to do before he leaves for a six day conference, like to help his wife, like basically giving her a clean slate before he leaves. And in the comments, somebody said something along the lines of like, um. She said, dads do this? No, it wasn't that. It was something else they said. Dang it, I can't remember. It just slipped my mind that quick. Dang it. I'm going to circle back to it if it comes back. (laughs) Dang it, it was good too. I can't remember. I don't know. It'll come back to me. Um, But it's it's just interesting that that this is a thing. That there are men out there that would do that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she said um, her, his his um, his wife doesn't complain about you know having sex. And I'm like, I bet she doesn't. <laughs> like, we don't know that, but this is how you how you keep having sex. Like you yes, your wife, your whoever you're with, like you support them. They will give you whatever you want. Absolutely. And that's what I keep telling. I tell my client, I said, you got to remind your husband that it's not about all the other stuff. It's not how they want to get sex. It's not Mm -hmm. how you get sex. You need to stimulate my mind if you want to do anything and stimulate Mm -hmm. my mind by getting me rest, take time for myself, all the things that I need to do. You know, so I think it's really it. You for me, you can talk about things while when it before it happened. But when it's happening, you're going to really see if what you talked mm-hmm. about is going to take place. Because people are like, y'all didn't talk about this before you got married, Mike? Yeah. And you can give empty promises because the pressure's not on. But when yep. the pressure's on, that's when yep. you really see what that person is made of. And some people are not meant to be, I'm sorry, some people are not meant to be husbands and fathers together. Mm-hmm. They could do one or the other. They yeah. can't do both. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's okay. That's your deficit. I always talk about deficits in, in session. People have deficits and you got to meet them where they are. You can't expect somebody to give you something they don't have. Mm-hmm. And you have to accept that. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. And you have a lot of people out here who are having kids that don't really want kids to. Mm-hmm. Well... I will adopt you because I don't want to have any more naturally. <laughs> so, if you need to be adopted, please see me after the show. Uh, <laughs> I'll take all the pre-made kids, please. 
We make it, please. You already came out? Good. You're already done? Good. You're already half grown? Good. Um, diapers changed? That will be great, too. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> You can cook a little bit? I need, like, a 15-year-old. <laughs> Somebody who's ready to get, go up out the house, you know? They yeah, <laughs> you can dress yourself. You can walk. You can wake yourself up. You can wash yourself. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I just need you to be a little bit more independent. Um, right. But, you know, I think recognizing that, you know, as moms as you go through this process, really getting to the root of things and meaning reclaiming your own self. And I know one thing that you always say on your social media, which stuck out to me before I even had my son is what is your non-negotiables. And I always had non-negotiable before I had mm -hmm. children. Like this, I am not putting up with this, this, and this, like these mm -hmm. are like my no goes, you know, this, this is not going to fly. And having when I, was going through after I had my my son and I'm like all right who's watching this so I can go take a shower because I'm not about mm -hmm. to you know, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll do the I, I was never that mom that was going three days you wasn't going I don't care what you like, did at work what time you got in you taking these babies so I can go take an hour long shower yeah I don't care I'm not about to have things in my hair. I'm not wearing the mm -mm. same nightgown day in day mm -mm. out. Nope, that was a, nope. So I had to set some boundaries, and I like I thank my mom for really stepping in and being there <laughs> and allowing me time to breathe when I'm tired. I'm like, can you take him so I can take a nap? And the thing is, I couldn't even sleep because I was so worried mm -hmm. about. So it, it, yes, it was helpful, but I think. If anything, if you're listening and you are pregnant, you're trying to get pregnant, you mm -hmm. are a new mom, we hear you, we see you, it's okay to feel, to not be okay. And yeah. you have to get help. Get help, cry out, get a, 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 what is it, a village around you, even if it's friends. As I know there's a lot of moms mm -hmm. that don't have anybody. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I'm in these Facebook groups and I'm like, you don't got nobody. I whole another layer right there. Oh my god, this could be like a five-hour-long podcast. But I know we don't have the attention span five hours. But what I'm saying is, it's so many things to talk about. I, you know, I we just touched the layer. Just being able to have real conversation about what this is. I'm only six months into the game, and I'm like. Who else? What the rest of this looking like? I, these 17 and a half more years, I I don't know. Not 17 and a half. Down, down. No, no, no. I love my little guy so dearly. He is the uh, heartbeat outside my chest. I love him. Everyone loves him. He is just, uh, I mean, I get it. I don't know if anybody else experienced this. And so I, every time I go out in the street, somebody of all nationalities is googling goggling over my child and i'm like is he a ladies man at such a young age i'm we gonna have trouble can i touch on that real quick because <laughs> on instagram okay i'll post my son both my kids are really cute mm -hmm. i post my son and people send all the like oh he's so cute da -da -da -da. i post my daughter and she don't get the same love and i don't like that <laughs> i know i don't like that <laughs> Always. <laughs> I get stopped at the mall, get stopped in the 
uh, where's that place called? Christmas tree store, like all these places. He could be in the stroller minding his own business. They'd be like, oh, let me see. Oh, he's so cute. And I'm like, I know. And can y'all like back up off the board? And he just giggles. I'm like, oh, we have problems already. We, we got problems already. So, you know, on top of being a mom, I gotta be protective. Yeah. Let's see what kind of girls he gonna be attract. I mean, all Listen. nationalities. He don't discriminate, and they don't discriminate. They show him all the love. Mm -mm. Prince Royal. Mm -mm. <laughs> you know, somebody called me today. They were like, um, I'm calling to, for, to put your child into middle school placement. And I'm like, I'm not ready for that yet. My kids are five. And she's like, oh, I have the wrong Olivia, my bad. <laughs> the same name. And I was like, this is her birthday. And they were like, okay, never mind. Wrong child. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like, what? I, I'm not, I, I'm not <laughs> ready for that. She, she whole... just got to kindergarten, right? Like, pre-K. She's in pre-K. 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 Yeah. Like, huh? Mm -mm. We do it this early? <laughs> went to the doctor and they were like, oh yeah, no more shots until middle school. And I'm like, that just seems too close. <laughs> I know. I'd be counting. I'm like, oh my God, he's like six months away from being a year. Like, imagine what we think about this. <laughs> like, can I just enjoy you the never realize. I always told people like, y'all keep talking about this goes by fast. No, it doesn't. Like, I'm in the trenches. I can't believe I have five-year-old. How do I feel like I had him just yesterday. Like, that is yeah. the weirdest I I can't believe you got five-year-olds, Teresa. <laughs> 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 I mean, when you did have them. I know. Oh, my gosh. So thank you so much, Teresa. I hope those that were listening got a good lack of re relate to the struggles of motherhood, the truth about kids and relationships. And we're going to have more conversation. I'm going to bring Teresa back on. We're going to have a part mm -hmm. two because uh, – there's so many layers, but where can they find you? Cause your uh, social media be lit and it'd be off the chain. So I'm sure they want to follow you cause you be talking about the real, real. Oh my gosh. Some people hate it and some people really love it. But on TikTok, well, TikTok and Instagram, I'm mom psych therapist. So M O M P S Y C H therapist, all one word. Um, that's where you can find me. My website, www.TeresaWilsonPsychotherapy.com. And yeah, okay. all, the, all the information. All the information. You got some groups that is running now? I do. I have a postpartum group that's running on Mondays. And I'm trying to get like a pregnancy after loss um, group going too. So my postpartum group, yeah. A cool, cool bunch of women in there, moms. Good, cool. So you can find all her information on there. Please follow her. You will be entertained and entertained <laughs> all at the same time. Oh my gosh. So again, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure that you follow our podcast. We're all podcasts on stream. Check out our blog at gettingrid.com. For more information on topics such as this and other topics, make sure to follow me on Facebook at Getting Rooted 23 and on IG at Getting Underscore Rooted, as well on TikTok at Getting Rooted. 
join the conversation. My favorite part of this is participating in the great conversations that happen on social media and in our comment section. So don't forget to let us know you were listening. I invite you to answer this week's questions in the comments on Facebook and IG. See you next time. And remember that here at Getting Rooted, we reclaim our own truth and embrace destiny. Be well. Thank you.